Welcome to Shrinkwrapped. I'm Allison Colorosi here with Dr. David Colorosi, and we are on episode number 24. Is that right? Yeah. It's pretty good. That is pretty good. Mm-hmm. How are you? I'm good. I'm, I'm looking at your face, and I see that you're like Scarface over there. We went cam- we went camping this weekend, and I and we went camping with like a family friend who happens to have an 18 year old son, and so we went out to go, you know, get some firewood, and I feel like I needed to show him who like what a real man looked like out there in the woods. <laughs> so <laughs> it didn't take long before I had a branch snap and hit me in the face, and I had to have everybody shut down. And fortunately, the the wife was a nurse, so I we made it. I made it. It wasn't my finest moment, but. Um, yeah, (laughs) it was like a couple of incidents that led to the camping. So we weren't originally going to go camping, but then we had like a minor flood in our house. So our plans got changed and we did not camp at a campsite. We camped at a, a, just out in the wilderness. Yeah. Our friends have, our friends have, you know, whatever it is, like 10 acres of land. Yeah. And you just went and camped on it. It's fun, and it's cold, and this topic came up, which I think is funny. (laughs) What topic? Extra versus basic. Okay. (laughs) This is Allison's new, I don't know what this, but Allison has a new mantra, and she's like, you should do a YouTube video about this, so this, let's, we'll test the mantra on our podcast. Go ahead. What's the? I thought you liked that. I do. I, I like it. Let's hear it. Okay. Well, I think you should explain what extra versus basic means. You explain. Well, no, because you're the you're the extra one. I think you should explain it. <laughs> Allison doesn't. Okay. <laughs> Allison doesn't like to settle in to the into the social spotlight here. So go ahead, settle in, talk about it, get close to the mic. Okay. Share your theory. I also th- this is true and a developmental area for me, so I will settle in. But anyway, we've been we've been thinking about the idea of extra versus basic because we have an aunt and uncle that are always extra in a fabulous way. Like we, when we do um, family reunions, they always go above and beyond, and it's not it's not expensive things. It's like just extra thought to make it extra special. Like mm-hmm. where he um, hid the golden egg for an Easter egg hunt. Like mm-hmm. in our uncle hid it in a, um, in a fountain, like unscrewed a fountain and stuck it in the fountain and everyone had to go and look for it. And, and we decided, well, I decided that we need to change our lives to be extra. What do you guys think about that? Okay, so extra, well, first of all, good job. So extra, so a couple, the, I'm not sure if we know exactly, we're a little bit out of it, but Gen Z, so if you're like. We are for sure out of it, so we may like, be using yeah, no, no, it out uh, of We for sure are, okay. <laughs> so Gen Z says you, like, you don't want to be basic, which means that you're like cliche and normal and like everybody else. But you also don't want to be extra which I think means like, you know, like you're always being extra about things. Like you're going over the top and you're a little histrionic and you want so much attention. Oh. So these are both, ter- both <laughs> I think, I believe, both extra, this is how hip I am, both extra and basic are not, are not favorable. Okay? <laughs> There's another term which I read about on Yahoo, which I'm spacing now, but also makes no sense to me. But anyway, <laughs> basic, the way you're referring to it is, 
if you just do like you do whatever sort of uh, routine event and you make it a good event, but you do what you're supposed to do. You like, sort of you're saying Turkey, don't do a, don't do stuffing, a standard potatoes. Yes. Hi. Yes. <laughs> go go above and beyond and do things to make the event special. So the example with my uncle is that for uh, we did we have like a Easter egg hunt, and then for the adults, he took like a gold coin. And he actually drilled out one of the lights in a fountain and then put the gold coin, you know, over the light and then drilled the screen back over the light that's underwater, like sort of like over the top or Easter egg hunt. He'll carve open a tennis ball and hide the Easter, hide an Easter egg in the tennis ball. Right. So you've got the adults looking. So it makes it a more an over the top fun event. And so we were talking about like both my uncle and my aunt who are, who are married always go above and beyond to do things that are extra special. And those events then become more exciting for the kids. More memorable. More memorable. And I feel like a lot of times, well, as you've seen in our past, um, in your past videos, like Cousin Wars, like it brings the family. That's the same aunt, right? So Cousin Wars would be an extra way to just have a family gathering. Right. Right. We have a full war. Yeah. Yeah. And I like, I like extra. So, um, so, so you've been trying to be extra. I've been trying to be extra this year. That's my new summer goal. In what ways have you been extra? Well, for Mother's Day, I I surprised my my mom came out to visit me, and I surprised my mom by having my older brother fly in, and then I we did a workout class all together, a private workout class, um, and had smoothies ready to go. So I felt like okay, that okay, was okay, okay, okay. Can I just add more color to that story? Yes. Okay. She calls Lifetime Fitness, which is where we go to the gym, and she says, hey, how much does it cost, Allison does, how much does it cost to reserve one section of the gym and have a private class for a bunch of people that are not members? God only knows what that costs, but we, we apparently wasn't that bad. We reserve it. We have a, a instructor come in and teach friends and family private class. Then everybody leaves the class after her mom has just met her older brother, and as we're walking out, she's got the like kitchen section of the gym has already pre-made like 14 different smoothies for all of us as we walk out. Happy Mother's right? Day. Happy Mother's Day. That's Allison being extra. That's me That's extra. extra. That's extra. And then she goes, so then it's her, so first of all, the, there's no one worse on the planet to try and plan a party for than Allison. So her birthday's coming up and I sort of start sweating about a quarter before her birthday because I, I always underwhelm her. <laughs> But so she's like, she's like, I really like the idea of having this, you know, a, 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 a you know, a, a private workout class. And then she's like, what if there, I think there's a, there's a restaurant I really like in Cherry Creek. Could we reserve the rooftop of that and then have a, an aerobics instructor come out there and teach? And I'm going, oh my God, that, like, I, that's so extra. I mean, we're not going to do that because you can't handle, like when I, I do it in an affordable way, I like wheel and deal it the whole time. So that it's not like crazy expensive, but you can't be trusted with that. No, I, it gives me anxiety even thinking about. I'm the whole a wheel thing. and dealer, and also like find windows of opportunity. Like what I think it was that class was the equivalent of paying a personal trainer like their hourly rate. Like it wasn't no more than that, but because they because it was unique, and I think our gym thought it was kind of special. Um, yeah. they did it too, so it wasn't. Crazy yeah, yeah, yeah. And I would, if it was me, like if I do it, I'm just gonna have to get a second mortgage on the house to pay for all of these things. All of these things. 
Why? Because I'm not as creative as you, and I can't wheel and deal like you do. True. Our anniversary is this weekend, and I'm killing the game. Did you see that I already signed us up? For what? Berries. Berries Boot Camp? We're next to each other. Allison, by the way, always makes me, I feel like she's sending a message. She always makes me work out on every holiday. (laughs) We've never done it before. (laughs) Wait, but you've also done, I feel like you've done a lot of extra things. Like you made glow-in-the-dark eggs. Oh, for for Easter. Easter. Which was fun. I mean, it was kind that, of a bust. Well, it wasn't that hard to find the eggs because they were glowing <laughs> in the dark, but it was fun. It was a fun idea. <laughs> Back to the workout thing. My my vision was having it on a five k course, and we would run the course and pick up the eggs. Pick up the the. But it was cold. Oh yeah yeah. yeah. <laughs> So anyway, that's the latest. What else is going on with you? So your your aunt and uncle are my inspiration. But what do you, I mean? What do you feel? You like being extra. I like being extra, but I'm really lazy. So I feel like I'm I really enjoy extra, but there are I default to just like I would rather just plant it on the couch. You know what I mean? But I'm always happy once we set up extra. But, you like to arrive with at extra. Yeah. Like, <laughs> like the example is like I've, my cousins used to play lacrosse and I went to one game and my uncle showed up to the lacrosse game with a cooler full of like full bottles of wine and then like temporary cups for all of the parents, you know, or like <laughs> plastic cups for all the parents and then gave everybody wine to watch the game. And I was like, that's such a cool thing. And I have thought so many times about bringing like white claws or whatever to our kids soccer practice. But I'm always like, oh, my God, then I have to, like, get ice and put it in the cooler, and I have to find the, you know, where am I, I got to buy the white. That's a lot of emotional energy. It's you just know too, I mean? I'm just not good at that, you know, but I'm working <laughs> on it. So, yeah, so we're, we're trying to be more extra. Anyway, let us know what you think about that. Mm-hmm. And. I think you had, I think you have, you have some, um, you had some animosity this morning with our favorite podcast subject, Rachel Hollis. <laughs> I don't know I why. I feel like we should diversify a little bit, but it's all about Rachel Hollis. But she does keep doing things. She keeps stepping in it. Go ahead. Well, I just found it. She was doing um, advice where people call in and ask her advice. And one, someone called in and was like, I want to be in a relationship. I don't know if I want to start a family, but I want to be in a relationship. I feel like I have a big career, but I don't have support. So I was thinking about having a family so that I could have support. That was like part of the question. Uh-huh. And Rachel. Wait, I'm sorry. The caller was like, I want a family just so that I can have more support. Yeah. I mean, the caller seems a little self-interested. So it's just about like, how do I get what I, she wants like, perf- she wants support so she can perfu- pursue her professional aspirations. So she yeah, I mean that was that was what she was saying in the podcast. I'm not sure it came out right because it it was a it was a voicemail, but Rachel used it as an opportunity to talk about her new boyfriend and how. Um, Wait, who's her new boyfriend? I don't know. I tried to Google it. Does anyone know? Hey, in the comments, let us know who the new <laughs> boyfriend is. Let us know who the new boyfriend is. We'll track him down on Instagram and say red flag. Yeah. <laughs> But um, she was talking about her new boyfriend and like, just be like, you will feel supported in a relationship when you are with someone that just gets you. Like Dave Hollis clearly didn't get her, which is what she was saying. Cause like, she would have to explain jokes to him. She would have to explain 
other things to him, and she just felt like he didn't get her. And that's what she said. But okay. this new dude, it's, she said it's so refreshing to have someone that just laughs at her jokes and just, like, totally gets her, you know? It's just, like, really refreshing. And I was thinking, like, that is refreshing. You are correct. But <laughs> big picture is you've been with him for not very long, and, like, you don't have, like, the like the real pressures of life on a relationship yet. Yeah, do you think it's exhausting to be, like, if you're in this so in this spotlight like she is, like, it's got to be exhausting to, nothing is halfway. Like, she either has to be freaking miserable and then talk about how she's freaking miserable, freaking miserable, or things have to be perfect. Like, she couldn't say, you know, I'm, I'm dating somebody new and it's, like it really sucks because I have, I, you know, we don't have the same connection that I did with Dave after X number of years or, you know, I'm really second guessing the impact this is having on my kids or, I, right, she can't like halfway do it. She's got to either be, this guy is perfect and he gets all my jokes or, you know, I'm hating life. That's a good point. Because how could it, like, I feel like at this point you only have someone's spokesperson, right? Like you don't have... Yeah, I'm like, I, I do want to like, well, is he really laughing at your jokes or is he just like being, does, does he really find your jokes funny or is he just laughing at your jokes because he's interested in some other I things? I think her jokes are funny for the most part. Apparently Dave Hollis didn't. Well, she has to explain it to her best friend all the time. Probably. Oh yeah, he's her best friend, didn't get her jokes. <laughs> did, did she say, what, what did she say? Did, did the kids like the new guy? Has she introduced the kids to the new guy? No, and Dave doesn't know the new guy, but she did tell Dave, like, it was very cordial. She did say, I'm dating someone, and he was like, wow, that's so great. That was a big big move on her part it, since Dave came out dating Heidi Powell, like, in February. So, like, why it shouldn't be a big issue to introduce him to Dave, right? She has some anger, so she had to distance herself from Dave because of what he was posting on social is what she was saying. Oh, it's because of Heidi. I don't know. Allison doesn't know because she doesn't she doesn't follow Dave because he Dave ghost, ghosted he, he her. He ghosted me. <laughs> so that's a, an update. So thing. she was mad at Dave. Hold on, hold on. She was mad at Dave. So stop no, she talking. Didn't, she didn't say she was mad at Dave. She just she said had, she had a lot of anger. That doesn't sound like he's. Well, okay. Let's go back to what. What do you think of her advice that she gave this woman as a psychologist? What's the advice? Find someone that thinks you're funny. Good advice. <laughs> right? What? No, the reframing. What reframing? What we talked about earlier. About, oh, you said, the, oh, that's quintessential reframing. Like You you didn't share that part of the story. Okay, what was it? I can't remember what <laughs> <Okay>. it was. <laughs> what she's referring to is Allison came home and she said that Rachel Hollis said to the, whatever, to her podcast group that she's dating new people um, and that it may be hard on the kids, but the way she sees it is that because she's taking care of herself by dating new people, in a roundabout way, it's really good for the kids because Rachel Hollis will be more healthy. And I said that is a classic therapist reframing. Like, a, you know, a therapist is constantly trying to make their clients feel better. Like, that's, that to me is one of the big differentiators between therapy and coaching. Like, a coach, the goal is to improve performance. And there are metrics around, are you actually performing better? But in therapy, the goal really is to make the client 
feel better, be more satisfied, be happier. And so sometimes I think the intervention from a therapist is not always sort of the best advice for people around somebody. It's pretty focused on the individual. So Rachel Hollis wants to date new people and is going, gee, my kids are miserable. And the therapist goes, well, let's think about this. If you're happy, aren't you a better mom? It's a classic reframing <laughs> versus the therapist might be thinking in his or her head, uh, yeah, you're moving too quickly and it's hard on the kids, right? But the therapist who's getting the check from Miss Rachel Hollis may not be so quick to give the sort of honest feedback. You know, that is, that is interesting, and I feel like it's really forgotten what? by people in therapy because the, the, whatever the therapist does to make them feel better, like I've had people be like, well, my therapist says that my husband's a narcissist. Right. Like how many times do you hear that from your friends? Right. Or I hear it, so I mean, you yeah. probably heard it, or and you pro or like when I didn't like my boss um, oh, ten years ago, um, <laughs> the therapist goes, "Well, your boss sounds really stupid," and I was like, "I like you. This is going to work out great." Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Now I, I also want to don't, don't want to discount because I think that a you know the the line the therapist walk walks is pretty difficult because you don't want to. Um, you want to be validating of your client. You don't want to guide them the wrong direction. And you also don't want to advise them because your job as a therapist is not to advise or instruct or tell someone how to live their life. So you're kind of in this blank slate spot where you have to validate but give good feed. I mean, it's a, it's a tough line to yeah. walk, you know, a tough tightrope to walk. So I, I'm, I'm saying that to say that I, I, when, I was, when I worked as a therapist and as I work as a coach, there were oftentimes you know, I will say things like that person is stupid or that's terrible leadership or whatever. And I mean it and I believe it. So I'm, I don't want to discount everything a therapist says. Yeah. I mean, but, I believed mine. Yeah, I know. <laughs> <laughs> Still do. <laughs> um, well, I mean, I feel like that is very good insight though. And for someone when they're offering advice to other people, mm -hmm. you know, just something, some food for thought. Yeah, I, I do think that it's, yeah, there are definite times when a therapist's goals are uh, in conflict with what's maybe best for the people around their client. Yeah. Definitely. Did you ever read, uh, maybe I should talk to some, maybe you should talk to someone by Lori Gottlieb? No. It's a good book. It's about therapy. I've heard of it, but no, I haven't read it. That was good. Um. The other thing that I wanted to talk about is I'm reading a new book um, by Gretchen Rubin, who is a happiness specialist, mm -hmm. and she's written several bestsellers, and I didn't want to mess up her book, but it's called Better Than Before, and it's about habits, and I know we've been talking about him. Oh, this is the, I didn't know that this, I didn't connect to the, yes, Allison is deep into habits. Go ahead. Well, I feel like if I am able to create better habits, then I can create better me. And I do believe what she is saying. So one of the things she says is that, like, if if you have a habit, then you're not going to think about it, bad or good. So, like, if you're able to create good habits that you think are good, then you create more space um, for willpower decisions. Otherwise, if you have to make a decision every second, you get decision fatigue. Okay, that's true. But I just want to point out that if you go back to like podcast, let's just call it podcast 14 that we did downstairs, 
you read some article in psychology today that said that decision-making fatigue was false. Remember that? Yeah. And I said, no, it's a real thing. And you're like, false. I read in psychology today. Now you read Garlic, Lori Gottlieb. I and mean, all it's, it's like the masks with COVID, right? What does that mean? Oh, on, off, on, off. On. Yeah. yeah, it's true. Yeah. <laughs> New data comes. Masks, no masks, masks. Yep. Six feet, 12 feet, three feet. Doesn't matter. Still going to get it. Okay, so what, but talk about the book. What's exciting about it? Well, so one of the things, I mean, one of the things that she's talking about right now, and I'm not done with the book, but I recommend it. Maybe we should have a reading club with it. Um, you should do a reading club on YouTube. We should, um, but we'll see. What does that mean, we'll see? Well, because, like, yeah, I, I don't know if I will, but I should. That is the most half-in answer I like just talking about it a little bit because I feel like I'm not as good at memorizing all the details of things. So, so I just like to talk about it. If like you want to do, hey, in the comments, if you want to do a book club with Allison, I'll make her do it. You just write in the comments that you want to be involved in a book club, and Allison will lead a book club on YouTube. I would love that. So you could do like a live feed book, book club. club. Yeah, that would be fun. Um, but the tendencies I thought were so funny. Um, like the four, um, like how are you with habits? And this this I found super interesting. So it's either you are an upholder, which is rare. I have a friend that's a super upholder. They follow every rule, like no matter if they think it's stupid or not, they will just follow every rule. Um, that one is very rare. There's the questioner that follows the rules but has to ask a million questions about why they have to do the rules. And is that me? Who is that? I, you tell me who you think you are. Okay. Then there's the obliger who just follows rules because, like, he d they don't want to get in trouble. I think that might be you. Like, you That's just follow sure rules, me. but you don't really feel like you care about yeah. the rule. Mm -hmm. And then there's the rebel. That's me who just breaks every rule. Breaks rules to myself. And You're for sure a rebel. I, I think you're definitely Sometimes a rebel. Sometimes I think I'm an obliger. Like, today when I was getting Starbucks... <laughs> I, I was a little out of the um, you can park here range. And I was like, oh, I'm going to go here. And then I realized that there was a cop across the street. And I was like, oh. Then I moved my car. But you would have left it. I would have. If you thought you weren't. Yeah. You would, no, no. She's a rebel. I'm trying to think of examples of when Allison's been like a ridiculous rebel. But she teaches well, you habits on how to deal with each of your. She's an upholder. But how to eat, deal with each of your tendencies in that area? How about that when we were at that Dave Matthews Band concert and you wouldn't get off that lady's towel? No, Can I tell that, that story? David, you cannot. You cannot. And I was not on her towel. I was just standing in front of it. She was on the lady's towel. No. It doesn't paint me in a beautiful light. I'm going to kind of tell no. this. No. Al, this is good pod. Let no. me tell the story, no, please. No, Dave. <laughs> Okay, I'm going to tell the story. No. I can delete it if you don't. I already said no four times. <laughs> it's a really good story. No. When Allison and I first started da dating, like on our very first, one of our very first dates, we went to a Dave Matthews Band concert, and she got in an actual fight with somebody in the audience. Okay, I was 19 years old. That's okay. how long we've been together. This the, yeah. This is our 12-year anniversary. 
Never a fuss or a fight. The lady had a Christmas tree on her sweater. Okay, I'm telling the story. No. So at the start, <laughs> at the start of it, we're all on the grass. We're on the. Gr- we can't set it up and then not finish the story. We'll delete it. I'll delete it. On the on the. Gr- you say you're going to delete stuff and then you post things despite me. And I'm the rebel? You're the rebel. <laughs> no, you cannot tell this story. Everybody's going to want to know the you're story. You're the rebel. Though. You're the rebel. Okay. No. Anyway, she gives us tips and tricks on how to. So we are all at the <laughs> You know, like before the concert, how everybody's like milling about, everybody's having a couple of beers and we're on like the, gra- it's, you know, it's outside, it's an amphitheater and we're all in this sort of grassy area way back behind the stage. And people are laying out towels and laying down and talking or whatever. And then all of a sudden, Dave Matthews band comes on. And so everybody on the grassy part that we're on all sort of moves toward the stage and as we're moving towards the stage, there's some lady there who I think was totally in the wrong, but she has a whatever four by six towel or, th- or three by six towel just laid out. And Allison happens to be on the lady's towel. Like she, I mean, this lady can't just stake out this ground, but Allison's, we're right in front of her. Allison's on her towel, and, Al- and the lady says, Hey, get off my towel. And Allison looks around and goes, I was not on her towel. Okay, Allison was in front of her. I was in front of her towel, as were you. As were you, and you did not move either. I was leaning on you. Hold on. Like, I, I feel like you're telling the story wrong, yeah. and I don't. I actually really don't want this on the air. All right. Now you have to delete it. You I'm not deleting it. I'm. The, there are already. It's a good story. My favorite story about you. <laughs> it's not my favorite story. You gotta delete it, and you make yourself look like I wasn't gonna leave the <laughs> towel. You were on it. You were like there with me. Please tell the story. No. I think it's funny. I'll, well, I'll delete it you if you don't like it. Stop doing stuff for laughs. Make yourself put yourself in that situation. Tell a story about yourself. You told me last. You told them last time that I tell you that I'm gonna diagnose you as a psychologist whenever we're in a fight, and that was okay to put on there. Yeah, and I'll tell them that it's our. Hold on. This is by the way. This is what it looks like before and after our podcast. All right, keep going. I won't tell the story. Better delete all this. I'm not deleting it. Keep going. <laughs> um. Anyway, she gives you tips and tricks. And you should probably find other things about me that are rebel, not that. But what is what? What? How are you an obliger? <laughs> you just tell me to break the rules because you'll know I'll do it. Yeah. <laughs> totally. There's like all kinds of things where I, where I like. Feel like it's not how you're supposed to do something. Like I'm, like I'm trying to think of examples, but it would be like, which um, is oh I know. Like I I sometimes don't like wine at a restaurant if it's been oh my open. god. <laughs> like uh, if I'm gonna go to a restaurant and I feel like wine is expensive to buy out, like I would like a fresh glass of wine. I don't want one that's been out um, for two days, so it tastes kind of vinegary or flat. And I'll ask the waitress, I'll say, has it been open today? And if she says no, I'll say, can you open one today? And if they say no, then I'll be like, I'm fine. I won't have a glass of wine. That's fine. And if she tastes the wine, like if they pour her a full glass and she thinks it's been opened earlier, Allison will be like, I don't want this wine. Figure it out. Give me something else. No, I don't say it like that. Well, oh, fine. But she says it in a nice way. I feel like, why are you being defensive? Because I just feel like you don't, you're... <laughs> But I would never, I would drink, if my wine had mold floating on the top of it, I would drink it in the restaurant. I would be so uncomfortable asking for them to change out the wine. You oblige. I oblige. Or the other example would be, um, uh, like when we were getting our COVID, getting COVID tested, 
I booked our appointment, one in Cherry Creek, one in Park Hill, which are two separate areas of Denver. And um, I, I go, look, we got my appointment at 8 o'clock, and then we need to race over to Park Hill by 8.10 for your test. And Allison was like, that is stupid. Just call them and ask if we can do them at the same time. And I go, look, it's I was like, absolutely not. It's a really sort of rigid process, one person at a time. I'm not going to overburden the system. And Allison is like, you are so stupid. Just We just call them. And then sure enough, Allison calls, and they're like, yeah, yeah, no problem. We'll do it at the same time. But I feel like that's the that's a good sort of picture of like I don't want to ruffle any feathers, so I will always follow the rules. Not because I think that they're good rules, because I don't want to ruffle feathers. I feel like you don't care about ruffling. I feel like you don't care about ruffling. You don't you don't care about pushing back on rules or ruffling other people's feathers. Like if they're doing something that you find stupid, you'll tell them. Yeah. Well, I just don't think I'm not, and this is what the book said. I will not follow stupid rules at all. I just can't be bothered. You know, like if they don't, it, if it doesn't make sense to me, it's really hard for me to follow. And I was thinking where I got. We have got to go. Well, I was. Sorry, go ahead. I was thinking where I got um, that rule and I, or. Uh, that I was style. That style. And it's, um, my mom is like that. Your mom is definitely like that. <laughs> there is no more tenacious woman on the planet than your mom if she wants something it's going to happen for sure yeah um i'd like to continue talking about this book so maybe we pause it and talk more about it um on our next another on our our next episode okay all right hold on in the comments will you harass allison if you want to do a book club uh and harass allison if you want me to finish that really good story about dave matthews band and also, we want to do a question and answer thing. So if you have questions for us, post them in the comments. Um, that'd be a cool thing to think to add to the podcast. Thank you so much for listening. Thank you. <laughs>